0: Hey, welcome back to the Robotope Room Twenty One Soul. I'm your host, Lewis Marks. We're here for a video and audio presentation, and I have a special guest with me via technological means. Colde Genova, welcome.
1: Hey, hey, Lewis, how are you? Good. Staying healthy.
0: Staying are you good? Clean- I'm going to switch this up. I'm having a little camera difficulty today, so we're just going to have to stay in the zone right here. You are in Chicago? Yes. And uh, have you uh, had a lot of time to create?
1: You know, in the first couple weeks, uh, I was doing a lot of recording at home, just like a bunch of songs that I had written over the last few months, and I was like, oh, now's my time to to dig in and, and start fleshing this out. Um, but then after like the first two or three weeks, it kind of—I don't know—it's been going in waves.
0: Did you, you a- feel pressure uh, to like, okay, I'm quarantined. I I need I need to be productive and creative. I think like a lot of people.
1: It wasn't really like pressure. I was I was legitimately excited. Like, oh, I have so much time. I'm gonna I'm going work on all this music that I've been putting off for so long. And then like after like three weeks, I was like, oh wow, this is just reality now. I think I have to like try and get my life in order also
0: right right get the balance back i don't think you're alone i I think that that's uh you know i've I've read some articles are pretty consistent so um i want to point out before we begin uh that uh cole de album really human uh released on april 24th at rope dope um a really delightful set of music and uh, we'll, we'll, uh, we'll let people know where you can stream it. Uh, actually, you can stream it everywhere. And, uh, uh, but also, you can support directly uh, by going to Bandcamp, especially on May 1st, where Bandcamp is waiving their revenue share. Uh, we're doing some really special things. Uh, and uh, you know, so that's, it's, a, it's a great way for people to support. So I want to start with how you came to music. Like I, I love to hear the backstories. Where was it in the house?
1: It was definitely in the house. My parents met in a band. They're both musicians, and um, they, uh, yeah, they were practicing. They would have band practice in our basement um, once a week. You know, the first like five or six years of my life, and I just I just took to it. I just wanted to be like my parents, and you know, I started started taking piano lessons when I was four and uh was singing along with my mom to all their like promo videos and uh yeah then i started what kind of it? it was it was like a we, we call them jobbing bands in chicago just like you know corporate gigs weddings um that's how they were making their money for a while but my dad also he's a sax player and he was playing in some blues bands around chicago and my mom had some more like singer-songwriter type projects too but but yeah, the main the breadwinner was was the corporate band.
0: Well, it's interesting uh, to touch on that. And maybe we can come back to it a little bit later. You know, I don't think a lot of people know what the life of a professional working musician is like and all the different, you know, gigs that you have to do yeah. uh, to keep things going. And of course, that's going to be a topic of conversation in the world over the next year uh, yeah. persistently. Um, <clears throat> so piano was first, huh?
1: Yep. Yeah, I think it was just, you know, we had one in the basement and I used to just bang on it. Um, And my parents were like, well, this is a good instrument to start on. You know, he can he can grow from there. But I stuck with it, you know, and that's that's been my main source of income since I was a teenager. Wow.
0: Great. When did you start to write?
1: Um, Not too much longer after that. I was probably like seven or eight. I think I made my first uh little tape recording of some some like cheesy little pop songs that I was coming up with. Uh I I really loved Michael Jackson at the time, so I think I was I was trying to make whatever sounded like Michael Jackson even if I wanted, I, you know tape recorder. Uh,
0: yeah, I did I did want to ask you about your influences. Like, I mean, so you mentioned Michael, like can you can you give me can you rattle off a top 5 of your your major influences? Yes, the, the long term ones. Yeah,
1: right. Started started with Michael, and then the Beatles, um, and then I eventually dug more into Stevie Wonder, and then Miles Davis was a big one, especially because I played jazz piano. Also, um, and then you know the the a lot of the neo soul music that was coming out when I was uh, in like junior high, high school, like D'Angelo, Eric Badu the roots that whole sound was a huge influence
0: mhm mhm place that that's like uh mid 90s late 90s kind of thing yeah yeah like, little, like little 2000, 2000. Mm-hmm. i
1: started high school in 2001 so <laughs> we were still listening to all that stuff
0: it's a really interesting movement because i mean the, while the, while it there are some people who are super famous most of the people that you reference and that are involved in that Neo soul thing. And it's, 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 it's spreads far and wide too. It's not like focused on a given city, Uh, although there are some predominant cities, right? Philly, for sure. Philadelphia. Yeah. But Atlanta, uh, right. Yeah. Um, yeah. London, Chicago and Chicago. Yeah. And, And, and everybody's just kind of like famous enough.
1: Right. (laughs) <laughs> you know but it's not like They're smash not pop. Respected. Thing. they have great careers touring and yeah i think that's Basically. kind of the dream it's like you don't want to be justin bieber famous but famous enough to do what you want to be doing and make money at it
0: there you go there you go and 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 that that again will speak to the you know gig economy as well uh, you know it's i i have a particular theory um Actually, most of my time in this business is spent trying to. And I'll I'll reference this right now. Flatten the curve, but not the flatten the curve that we've that we've heard about in the last couple months. But the flatten the curve of like the difference, the distance between the number one, the A-list, uh, the the revenue that they earn, and and the you know person hustling around to make fifty to hundred dollars a day, um, because While I see certain talents that are phenomenal, you know, and I'm, and, and I mean, James Brown, phenomenal, right. Or Ray Charles, phenomenal, right. Um, Michael Jackson. Uh, There's not to me the same kind of difference between the talent and the quality of playing and even the vibe and the feel between some of the hundred dollar gig people and the, and the multimillionaires. So, Yeah. yeah. Um, so you, you performed, or you, tell tell me about the, the different bands that you're in, because a couple that you, you're on a couple of Rope-A-Dope records, I assume, right? Uh, no, well, Naughty Professor.
1: Naughty, I, I don't know if the Naughty Professor record I was on was the one that was on Ropadope. It might have been the one right after.
0: Okay, gotcha. But
1: I've done a lot with Naughty Professor, and I've done, and I'm like, you know, BFFs with the whole Sidewalk Chalk crew. So we've we've all done a lot of different things together over the years, and, um, yeah.
0: You, ha, th- th- these, both of these bands really interest me, and, and, and your music interests me in, in this particular light, and that is you're kind of like young guns, in a way, with, with a different vibe. And, and I think that as I was preparing for this, I was thinking about it. It's like there was a point at which... In history, and maybe that went on for a long time, but you really to show that you were an accomplished musician, you had to display your chops. Yeah, like when you in composing and playing and performing, you just you had to prove that you were a, a musician uh, of the of high pedigree. Yeah, in the in the in the performing, but you guys all just have a vibe, and you're not overworking that. Like,
1: yeah. What do you I, think that is? I don't know. I do. It, it's funny you mention that because I like, at least with my, my solo original music, I, I try and hold back a lot of chops purposefully. Um, I, I think, I think the chops aspect is, I mean, it's great and it's important for a, a live setting. Um, but I think to really pull people into the music. It's, you know, there's got to be good hooks, good harmony, good, good vibe, like you said. And I, and I think, like, the chops um, can sometimes take you away from that. And that's coming from someone who's... I, I've been studying piano since I was four, and I, you know, used to play Rachmaninoff and studied jazz for years, and it's like, I, I could go really choppy. And, mm-hmm. I, and, I, and I try to prevent that from happening sometimes. But at a show chops galore
0: oh sure sure yeah there's also there's also a, a contrast is there uh, i mean this is more of a, a question i don't want to make it a statement um between in the composition right i mean these are songs yeah and i remember Terrace martin just going nuts one time just going like jazz is great lewis but people need songs do. you do. i know? need songs <laughs>
1: i feel like we definitely all need songs and i i think that's something that being a trained musician and going to jazz school, I went to Berkeley and, and like being in those environments, you kind of, I don't know, you start to think that like, like you said before, like sort of showing off your chops or your abilities as a musician is, is what's going to make you great. And you, you kind of lose sight of, of why did you get into music in the first place? Because you, there were great songs, you know, songs that made you feel good or made you feel a certain way or songs you'd sing along too with your friends. Um, so yeah, it was like when I when I left uh Berkeley, the first thing I did was was hit up some of my friends who weren't um working musicians. And I was like, what what are the bands that you're listening to right now? And they were all people that I loved, but I hadn't heard at all while I was at school because everyone was focused on, you know, other side of, of the music. So I think it's yeah. important to keep the wide wide
0: ears. Well, jazz has a tendency to, to, to sort of wall itself off in that way, right? I can, I can see it from Berkeley, and I can see it, Yeah, you know, and Christian Scott references, uh, he, he had an interesting statement where he said uh, there are a – I won't paraphrase him properly, but I'll do my best. Uh, there, there are a good number of people uh, who believe that the best jazz has already been played. Mm-hmm. And it seems like the schools and and you know when it comes to chops, it's it's all about copying a little bit the past, maybe maybe making it your own, but still sort of repeating the golden days of jazz, right?
1: Yeah, totally. Yeah, and I'm, I think that's what was like what made Miles Davis so important to me when when I huge. was you know, first discovering music was because he was a jazz musician but also someone who was like militant about keeping his music moving forward and not getting stuck doing, doing one thing and what everyone else was doing.
0: Um, I I lived through that. I I was able to, uh, you know, I I grew up in the seventies, you know, pre legal FM, right? Uh, I was listening to radio and you could hear Led Zeppelin and the Carpenters and maybe not country music until Leonard Skinner came around or, you know, that, or a little bit with the Alman brothers, like that, that little bit of a Southern sound. Um, but it wasn't, but you didn't really hear much jazz. And then all of a sudden it was Miles Davis and it just programmed in the same place. Sorry. Yeah.
1: No, was, that's amazing. I would, I would kill to be able to hear some like bitches brew on the radio. <laughs>
0: right i think kind of blue was probably first um you know i think the 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 form the long format was you know if you were listening late night you'd get it yeah but but it was interesting to me because you know that there was a moment when the songs were songs enough to be on radio and i mean i might have made my way eventually to jazz but not as quickly yeah. Not at the age of seventeen or sixteen. You know, I was right in it. Oh. So really human. Um, do you have a favorite song?
1: Yeah, that's hard. Uh I guess I probably like well, because I've been working on it for a few years, um, I think I naturally tend to like the newer things um Mm. in general because you always think like the the thing you're working on right now is the best thing you've ever done um Mm -hmm. but that track you were playing the lucky few um i do i do really like it's also probably one of um probably the first song i ever recorded and released that i did all all by myself except for except for rico's rap verse but Mm -hmm. did it all at home you know was was working out some. You know my production chops, so so I'm proud of it in, in that regard. That that it came out as good as it
0: did. We have a match there. That, that's uh, I'll definitely call that my favorite. And and I don't you know it's interesting to say favorites, right? So sometimes I mean we broke is is you know my favorite today, right? right. Or, or right out of the gate. But I can see that the lucky few is going to be in playlist rotation for me for a long long time. I would like the vibe um i guess you're off the road for a while what do do you have any any words of advice to people about live music and what's gonna happen here i was holding out for like a
1: few shows at the end of may um and i still haven't gotten still haven't gotten the final word on that but i'm not i'm not holding out Uh, so we'll see i don't know at this point i'm i'm gonna start trying to book stuff for like september and keep my fingers crossed
0: i saw a tweet from chuck d today and he said uh everybody get your uh database together of smaller clubs of 10 to 50 people now yeah so i wonder i wonder if that's the way things things are going to pan out
1: um, those are the best those are my favorite spots to play
0: <sighs> those are my, my favorite spots to go <laughs> yeah. yeah i did the stadium thing before, um, I, I do wonder what's going to happen. Um, I don't know if you want to share anything uh, as we wrap up with fans, but you know, anything you want to say about your music that that is isn't evident or in the music. Um, I, don't
1: know. I, I think, uh, yeah. As, as crazy as the times are, um, trying to trying to be as inspired as possible. and working on some new stuff. Um, I'm also like having fun getting weirder and, uh, exploring, exploring production and in new ways for me. And, uh, yeah, I think, I think there's going to be a lot of cool stuff coming up in the next year. Maybe not live, but, Mm -hmm. you know,
0: recorded music that is. Yeah. We have somebody working on a, on a, a (laughs) uh, seven continent. That's my dog. There you go. Uh, seven composers on seven continents and they're passing tracks around uh, their own songs and, and everyone's performing on the other person's song and they're going to put together an entire compilation. So it, it's, it's stunning to me, you know, how, how creative all you cats are, uh, you know, <laughs> it's, like wow. just a, it's like a challenge just puts more creativity into the mix. It's true.
1: Yeah. true. Even just learning all of this new technology has been a, Fun, creative
0: challenge. Yeah, same, same here. <laughs> same here. Well, Coldy Genova, really human, uh, came out on April twenty fourth. It's available on all streaming services. Uh, grab those tracks, hit hit the like button, add to library, and then the computer algorithm will deliver you even more uh, great music. Uh, and if you're of the mind to get CDs. Uh, head to uh, coldlygenova.bandcamp.com
1: Vinyls too there will be vinyls
0: and vinyl as soon as the pressing plant opens the doors yes I think you're the first order out the door is that what you said Yeah. so looking forward to that Um, Cole thank you so much for doing what you do uh, for making beautiful music and you know stand strong stay healthy see you soon All right. cheers you're too black, they tell you you're
1: too white, too gay, too much of a woman, they tell you you're too soft, they tell you you're too